All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Tuesday, November 8th of 2022. No NBA tonight, election day. If you live in California like I do, yes, on 27, that is the online sports betting prop on the ballot this year. But uh, other than that, we got an 11 game NHL slate on tap tonight. No nights off for NHL. Got some pretty good prize pool contests with NBA not playing tonight. So looking forward to that. I'm sure there's plenty of people in the community looking forward to that, uh, spending their time on some NHL builds today. We had a follow-up to yesterday's question. That was an NHL question. So we're going to touch on that when we get going. For those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches here at SaberSim. And this is a show where we go over any and all DFS-related questions that come in in the Office Hours channel in our Discord. If you have questions live that you want answered, get those in the YouTube chat. We will get to all questions. Not a ton of questions today. I'm assuming with NBA off, a lot of people uh, not, not thinking about DFS too much, but we are here ready to answer questions if any questions come in. Going to get started with this NHL question. Wanted to touch on uh, a custom metric uh, lineup sorting question that came in yesterday as well. So going to get back to you guys on those two things and we will go from there. But that being said, let me get SaberSim pulled up here. And then I'm going to reread this question that came in yesterday from Jimmy VB. I got back to Jimmy in Discord. So if anyone is, you know, in the Discord and was here yesterday and wants to kind of read up on that, you can go and check that out. Uh, the answer didn't come from me. It came from our resident NHL expert, Scott, a.k.a. Mr. Clean, helped me out with this one. So thanks a lot to Scott for getting an awesome answer. Back to somebody in the community. But the question was, I like to mix full strength lines, two to three skaters, along with power play stacks, including a defenseman. What would be the best way to construct these rules? I use the no more than rule, but was removed thoughts. So I passed this along to Scott. And this was Scott's response. I'm going to throw this in the chat so everyone can read it. And then I'm going to demo the, the rules here that Scott sent over. So uh, Scott said, probably as two separate rules, at least three from the same power play line will get you three to five correlated players from the power play line. D should be checked, adjust to only allow power play one or both power play one and power play two to your preference. I'm not exactly sure how to guarantee a demon here without changing it to a five stack. So some manual review of the lineups ahead of time to only include those that include the defenseman as part of the power play stack might be necessary. At least two from the even strength line will get you two to three correlated even strength players and make sure D is unchecked here. Okay. So you know, a lot going on there in the response. So I'm going to demo the rules in question here. So the first rule that we need to do to satisfy the first part of the request is at least two players, we're going to uncheck D, and then we're going to say must be on the same even strength line, and then we can adjust what whatever lines we want uh, like based on our own preference. So then we're going to save that rule. 
Second rule, we're going to come in and we are going to do at least three players. We're going to make sure D is checked. We're going to say must be on the same power play line. And we can adjust the lines as we see fit. Like Scott said, it's preferential. But now we know that we have a rule for even strength only. And then we also have a rule for power play only. And then we are allowing a defenseman into our power play uh, for that correlation. So a combination of those two rules is what Jimmy was looking for. And Scott was able to get back to him with an answer on that. Uh, Jimmy seemed pretty happy with the answer in Discord. So glad we could get back to you there and going to keep moving here. There was a question from Nipsey yesterday talking about uh, custom metrics kind of and, you know, what the different values uh, mean. So I got with the team earlier today. And if you guys see this, it's just because there's no basketball today. So all you got to do is just click over to Wednesday's slate. So if you log into the app, and it's blank. It's because uh, the site is looking for NBA slate today and there are no games. So just make sure you click over to tomorrow. It won't automatically do it for you. Just finds today's date and pulls up whatever information is there. So nothing wrong with the app. Just a quick note for everybody there. But let's, you know, the, the question from Nipsey yesterday was uh, just kind of talking about, you know, custom metrics and how to use them and what some of the values mean. So if you come in here and this is one of the new pro plan features and you go to add metric, you can create a new metric. I was messing around with this earlier. So just a couple things that I kind of want to point out. And just as a reminder, tomorrow, Jordan, Andy, and Matt from the SaberSim team are all going to be on tomorrow at this time slot going over new pro plan features talking about min uniques, which is a feature for all plans and answering any questions about the new plan. So make sure to tune in for that. Always a good time when the band gets together for a new release. Uh, love having Andy and Matt and Jordan on. They're just, uh, you know, experts with the tool and can really explain and get into the details of what all of the awesome features are there. So don't miss tomorrow's stream. And going back to what we're talking about. So, so let's say, you know, I add a custom metric. I think the first distinction we need to make is value versus rank. So, so what value does value is going to show what this number actually is. So if we say my projection sum, so in, in this part of the formula, this first part, it, the value is going to be whatever that is. So maybe it's 300 for MBA. So then it would be 300 plus the value of my own. So then it would be my sum projection 300 plus, I don't know what the sum ownership would be, maybe like 80. And then if if that was the case, it would come out to whatever this is here, which is 374. So, so in this scenario, we're doing projected score plus sum ownership for my metric 374.6, which makes sense. This is like the most basic version to kind of show you guys what these values do. If you change this to rank and you go rank descending and then we change ownership to rank and we also go descending. So what this is going to do now that we changed it from value to rank, it is going to normalize the, the projections to wh whatever amount of lineups you have in your pool. So if I were to save this, so we're going to hit save. So 
what it's going to do is it's going to normalize projection from one to 500 since there are 500 lineups in the pool. And it is also going to normalize ownership, which we are, which is the second variable here from one to 500. So even though there are different values with kind of different scales, this is a way of saying like, where does this lineup, what is this lineup's rank in our pool of 500 combined with what is this lineup's rank in our pool with this other variable? So that's kind of what this comes out to. So if if I were to look at this, de depends how you want to like look at it, but but in this instance, the way that we did this, my metric of 352 is like a combo of my projection sum, my projection sum rank descending. So that's like from the highest projection down. So highest projection gets one and then the worst projected gets 500. And then for ownership, the lowest, the highest owned gets one and then the lowest gets 500 is the way to think about it. So in that scenario, uh, my metric of 352 would be kind of low. That means that like your projection is pretty low in your pool and then your ownership is pretty uh, low in your pool as well. So what I, what I just want to caution you guys is I, I know there's like a lot of excitement around the new custom metrics. I would say like a night like tonight, maybe you're not playing NHL, no NBA, like come in here, you know, your regularly, regularly scheduled time to build your lineups and spend some time trying to understand this. I will say that I've seen people excited about it, coming in here, using it. I, I will say like with the pro plan specifically, there are a lot of ways to like quote unquote break things or um, do things to your lineups that are moving in a negative EV direction. And like, that's kind of what the pro plan is. Think of it as like less right or wrong and more like kind of open source where you can come in and you can build things and do your own things. And there's not, it's going to be really hard for, for us to tell you like if that is right or wrong. So you got to spend like a time in here understanding what these different things do, understanding what ascending versus descending does mess around with the weights. You could put negative weights as well. And so I would just say like exercise caution, go slow in your custom metrics and try and be very thorough with what you're doing, why you're doing it and trying to understand it in the post build phase. But you know, whatever this, my metric is like, this is like a perfect example. It says, you know, some projection plus some ownership and we can kind of uh, double check that here. So I think that, you know, just, start with the basics like we just did, you know, start with like a sum formula and see what that is. Then you can, you know, change this to geo mean, you can do all kinds of crazy things with these values. So that's my advice on custom lineup metrics. If you have more questions about it, get them in the queue for tomorrow's stream. Uh, Going to be an action packed stream. So really looking forward to that there, but wanted to get back to the NHL question. Wanted to talk a little bit, about what this value is representing. And it all depends on whether you are using rank or value is the big one. And then um, if you are using uh, 
rank whether you're using ascending or descending. Not even getting into the weights yet. You know, we're not even there yet. So I got to spend some more time myself trying to understand these things. But, you know, like that's kind of what I'm saying. Like really take your time. You know, I plan on spending some time tonight messing around with this, seeing what it does and trying to wrap my head around it fully. So just be a little careful there. If you're unsure, Sabre score is, you know, the default lineup sorting metric for a reason. We believe in it and we think it's a great tool like across the board. And then, you know, not to mention the percentiles, which we also have now. So got one more question in the queue here from Phantom. If there are more questions, get them in the chat now. See a note from Clint here with a sad face. No NBA tonight. Clint, you know, use it as an opportunity to, you know, uh, get on your pro plan free trial just so everybody knows. If you go to settings and you go to my account and if you are on the advanced plan, the previous advanced plan, now standard, you have a seven-day free trial of SaberSim Pro. So get in there mess around with the custom lineup metrics, uh, run some test builds for tomorrow and see if you can kind of uh, figure it out a little bit and try and wrap your head around it. So many awesome new features with the pro plan. So just, just some uh, ways to kind of fill up your time tonight. If you are uh, missing some DFS, I think there's some awesome tools to come in here and mess around with, but getting back to this question from Phantom, I understand leverage in DFS, but can you briefly explain the leverage column? For example, if I had played yesterday's NBA main slate, I may have pivoted off of Westbrook a bit and added some Lowry based on ownership and projection. Can you explain why this would have been good or bad in terms of leverage column? Hope that makes sense. Thanks. Okay. Good question here, Phantom. So if we go into a build, you know, I ran a couple of builds earlier, just testing some stuff out. So, so this leverage column is what we are talking about. Okay. So just first and foremost, what this leverage column is showing it, all it is, is exposure minus ownership. So what we're saying is that the amount, the percentage of lineups with this player in your number of lineups is 80%, which is 16 divided by 20 is 80%. So you have 80, 80% of your lineups have this player, the player's ownership we are projecting at about 3%. So that means that your leverage is 80 minus three, which is 77 points. And it's just a uh, subtraction, simple subtraction to say, you know, this is how much more ownership you have of your player in your lineup portfolio than the field should have on average, assuming the ownership is fairly accurate. So that's all this, that's all this means. And you can sort by leverage, see who like, the players that you have more than the field of is and, you know, kind of who you're rooting for, who your stands are, et cetera. And, you know, you can see like how big your stands are. Right. I mean, we have like, you know, some 20 to thirties and then we have this huge jump with TJ McConnell. You can also see the players like you are fading who you have negative leverage on, like no Jalen Suggs, no miles Turner. And these are going to be like highest owned, no exposure, and then kind of go down from there. So, that's that's the leverage column in a nutshell. I think the best way to apply it is something that I like to do is kind of balance my uh, pool exposure with my lineup exposure and kind of use that as an indicator. So like right off the bat here, we're getting to about 80% TJ McConnell in our set of 20 lineups, but we are only seeing him in about 40% 
of our pool of 500, as opposed to somebody like Jalen Smith, where he is in a lot more of the pool lineups. So that kind of tells me, you know, in every time we're randomly sampling the Sims to build your lineups, he is coming up a lot. And, you know, he might be like a really good play. You can do a quick check and sort by pool ownership. I think this is something interesting, you know, check like the highest uh, exposed players in your pool, see how their exposure matches up and, you know, just kind of try and balance these things all together here. So I would say, you know, that's always worth checking, you know, balancing exposure versus ownership versus pool. You know, maybe, maybe you don't want 77 uh, percent leverage on TJ McConnell. Maybe you want him to be kind of more in line with the other high leverage plays in your pool. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And if we want to bring him down to maybe 50% to be more in line with some of these other people, then, you know, we're not taking such a huge stand unless you, you know, do some research and decide that this stand is indeed warranted. So those are kind of co- some questions you have to ask yourself and answer yourself. But, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think it's wrong or, uh, or right to, you know, either dial back leverage and say, you know, exercise some risk management and say, this is just too much risk to, uh, to have so much of this one single asset in my lineup portfolio. So you got to ask yourself these questions. I think pool exposure is a good sanity check to say, you know, is the exposure here warranted or not? So those are my thoughts there. And let me know if you have any questions. So got a question here from Nipsey. And it looks like Nipsey is joining. So I hope Nipsey was able to catch our custom metric, uh, a little uh, demo we did. So Nipsey said, is the ownership based off the Sims or a separate model? Okay, good question. So we have like our uh, simulation base and then we do all like all of the projections. So our ownership model is technically different but it uses the sims to come up with the ownership so like we run lots and lots of sims at very high sim precision and use those values to kind of to to basically approximate how often a player comes up in like the quote-unquote optimal and we use that to approximate our what we believe the ownership of the players should be at the the good is that it's uh automated process and we are able to take in news run new sims and therefore run new ownership the reason it is bad is because we do not get to take in uh narratives or steam we see this a lot in sports that are like week uh happen like once a week like nfl you know streams podcasts people talking players up all week long and that can lead to increased ownership uh golf is another really good example you know guys who are really good with recent form or you know playing at their home course things like that the the ownership model is never going to take in never going to pick up on so those are areas where you can improve the ownership if you hear those things you know keep your ear to the ground you know uh scanning dfs twitter things like that you can catch onto some of those narratives and make adjustments to the ownership process, uh, the ownership projections where you see fit. But they are two separate models. They do kind of interact in in a way. So um, 
hope hope that answers your question, Nipsey. And uh, let's see. Nipsey just had a follow-up here and said, just asking because there has been huge discrepancy in the projections and reality. And yes, thanks for the explanation. So, you know, what, what I can say is that, you know, our ownership model is not perfect and we've talked a lot about it. I say, especially like this NBA season, if you're looking for like a kind of a deep dive on our ownership, what I would do is go over to our YouTube channel. I'd say like, you know, we, we uh, kind of did a segment on this recently. So where if you go to uh, our YouTube channel, which I'm going to pull up here, go to playlists, go down to uh, the office hours playlist. And I would just hit view full playlist. And where we talked about this was here, this, this uh, video here is ownership in DFS, the ultimate game theory aspect. And this is where we did a deep dive into ownership and you can come in here. You can see the timestamps. I think we talked about it multiple times throughout the stream. So I would come in here. I would check out the timestamps for ownership. It's, it's very specific. Can't miss it. Um, so I would, I would highly recommend watching this video or the segments in this video about ownership. We talk about the ownership model. We talk about ownership across the industry and how ownership projections in and of themselves can lead to uh, higher or lower ownership. It is really the ultimate game theory aspect from my point of view. So highly recommend watching it. It's a good watch there and uh, looks like you come in and great. So I uh, hope you are able to, to view that. And if you have any more questions, you know, after watching that, just come back to the office hours channel. You know, I'm here five days a week answering questions. So I'm not going anywhere. All right. I see one question in the YouTube chat from Demetrius. Demetrius said, after crunching lineups, should I use the Saber Sim score or use 85th, 95th percentile? Which score is the score with the best chance of winning? <laughs> so, so Demetrius, you know, if, if I knew the answer to that, we would make it the default in the app for you. That that's, that's the, that's the truth. You know, we, we want our users to win. And, you know, if, if I knew which one was the best, that would be the default right now. The default is Saber score because Saber score is balancing correlation, ownership fade and upside. I think that if you are unsure, Saber score is still and will still continue to be the best lineup sorting metric. I think that, you know, what these other options do is allow you to say, hey, you know, Saber score, kind of a black box, not really sure what's going on. Let me just use percentiles and percentiles will just not take into account correlation, not take into account ownership fade and just show you like raw upside of a lineup. So that's kind of what percentiles are doing. If you go to, you know, the custom metrics, custom metrics let you kind of create your your own metric in your own, like it's it's your own box and you can do whatever you want with it. So what, what I've been telling people is that as on, um, on large classic slates, I think this upcoming slate on Wednesday for NBA tomorrow is a good example. It's like 10 games plus classic slate. Um, I think on slates like that, it is okay to use percentiles. And 
I don't, I don't think there's a wrong or right one. I would say that, you know, 95th is kind of something we've thrown around a lot just because it is like those higher upside outcomes. So just think of percentiles as, you know, if you're using the 95th percentile, that means that we are using, uh, we are, we are grading lineups based on the number of times that they finish in, they, they finish in the top 5% of, of, okay, hold on. So, so if we, if we sort by 95th, I think this is a better way to show it. You're going to see this score here. And what this is going to say is that this 318.9 is the 95th percentile of this lineup. That means that this is the score that this lineup reaches or exceeds 5% of the time in our entire SIM database. So that's what that means. I think that if you're going to use percentiles, it's better to try and shoot for like the upside outcomes that will probably win you a slate as opposed to going for like this 85th percentile of 301.62. I think that, you know, that's a good score, but I think you're more likely to win with a 95th percentile. So kind of optimizing for that is, is good. You know, there's a case to be said for 99th. I think, you know, as you go up in percentile, it becomes more and more variant. So there's like a balancing act of, you know, we don't want to just min cash, but we want to shoot for upside, but we don't want to have too much variance in our lineups. So that's why there's like no wrong or right answer. You kind of have to experiment with them and see what best fits your own process and your own goals and what you can live with over a, you know, week to week, month to month uh, sample size with, with using these metrics. So I would highly recommend testing them out using different ones. Maybe you do like a subset of contests with 85th and a subset of contests with 95th and a subset of contests with 99th. And you try that for, you know, two weeks and see how that goes. And that kind of leads you to say, you know, okay, I'm kind of leaning more toward this one. I'm, I'm more comfortable with the results over time. And I think that is an awesome way to try these things out. So highly recommend uh, trial and error approach with a lot of these things, not a wrong or right answer in most cases. But, you know, if you're, if you're unsure, I'll saber score by default. I, I, you can't go wrong there. So those are my thoughts. Um, Nipsey said question here in the discord. And so how would you set up your initial build for the 95th percentile? Okay. So, you know, what Nipsey might be referring to and correct me if I'm wrong is that, you know, before what you could do was there was a drop down here and you could set every player's projection to their 95th percentile outcome and build based off of that. It was a very blunt tool for trying to approximate what we are now trying to approximate with lineup percentiles. I think I responded to somebody in the Ron Pure discord, basically with like this exact explanation so I'm, let me go and find this, but um, it was a, uh, I think I think what I said was like exactly what what we're looking for here. So so somebody asked me, do you think it's this? Do you think using lineup percentiles is the same as it was when I used to click on the 95th percentile first and make everyone's projection 95th percentile and not use the lineup sorting metric? Is is the the short of the question? It said because um, somebody said, you know, I'm curious.
because now if I sort by percentile, the Sabre score is out of order. So what I responded was, we believe sorting lineups as a whole by percentiles is objectively better than giving every player their 95th percentile projection and grading lineups based on that. The fact is that not every player on a slate will have their 95th percentile outcome, so it was a very blunt way of trying to predict upside. Lineup percentiles solve this since players can have a range of outcomes where the lineup as a whole gets to the 95th percentile, but the pieces that make up the lineup can have varying outcomes, which is much closer to what actually happens on a given slate. So, you know, it's it's like basically what we're trying to say is that, you know, making every single player have their 95th percentile outcome it's, it's never going to happen on the slate. Some guys come in as snowflakes where they do bad and have, you know, below a 50th percentile outcome. Some guys do really good where they have, you know, higher than a 95th, maybe a 99th. And then there are a bunch of players in between. And it's not to say that the lineup as a whole didn't have a really high upside outcome, but it's just so unlikely that every single player is going to have a 95th exactly. And, we objectively believe that uh, 95th percentile lineup sorting is way better than setting custom projections to 95th and then grading your lineups based on Sabre score based on that. So that's why we changed it. That's why we took it away. We think this new method is better and it is available for all plans. So, you know, there was like no paywall to get to this feature, which is why the uh, custom percentile metric is now taken away. So highly recommend using lineup percentiles as opposed to the previous version. We think this is a lot better across the board. So hope that answers your question, Nipsey. Um, you know, not seeing any other questions, anybody, and I know that there is no NBA tonight. So what I would recommend for everybody is that if you have not started your Saber Sim Pro trial, start it now. It is a seven-day, no-strings-attached free trial. The trial will end after seven days. You will not be automatically upgraded. If you like the features in the pro plan, then you will, after your seven days are up, you will revert back to the plan you were on. And then you can come in and then decide if you do indeed want to upgrade. So I would recommend taking this night of NBA, since we don't have any NBA games tonight, taking this time to uh, see what the pro plan features are all about. We're going to have a stream with Andy, Matt, and Jordan tomorrow talking about the pro plan. I think if you can familiarize yourself with it, mess around with the new features, then you will be able to ask better questions tomorrow and make sure your questions get answered live. If you have pro plan questions, get them in the office hours channel now, but that's what I recommend everybody uh, give a shot for. So got a question here from Chance. How many min uniques should I use for NHL? So Chance, I don't think there's a right answer. What I will say is that I would always encourage you to use as many min uniques as you can while staying within the top 25 to 50% of your lineup pool. So if we ran a build with 500 lineups and we weren't very opinionated in the post-build phase, and we're only building 20 lineups, I would experiment with multiple different levels of min uniques and see how far in down in my pool I have to go to get to those lineups. So 
you know, right off the bat here. And I think we ran this with the uh, stacking rules that we demoed at the beginning of the stream. Just, just so everybody knows if anybody is looking at the lineups and sees a lot of correlation going on here. So I would, I would just come in here. You know, I'm not opinionated about the exposures. I set my stacking rules before the build. Now I'm just trying to decrease lineup, uh, enter lineup correlation and try and get more spread out to hopefully uh, have a high upside night where I'm not like completely boom or completely bust and smooth out that variance. So, so right now at five min uniques in where there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine players in a lineup. So that means more than half of the players are not shared between any two lineups, which is awesome. And we are only at lineup 63 of 500. So let's see how high we can go here. Um, I would, I would be totally comfortable playing six min uniques at rank 131 out of 500. I bet you once we get to seven here, we're probably going to get deeper into the pool. I would start to exercise caution about using these uh, lineups. I think we're getting more than enough min uniques at six and would be very comfortable taking six min uniques at this rank in my pool into my build. So it's something that you have to uh, mess around with yourself. I will say that if you are adjusting exposures, I would adjust the exposures first. I would apply those exposures and then I would see how far down in the pool that gets you and then adjustment uniques from there to see if you go beyond the point that your exposures took you or not. So just a note there, if you are making adjustments to exposures, I would recommend doing that first and then going and adjusting min uniques from there. Dimitri says, thank you for the help. Happy, happy to help and happy to you know explain the new features to the best of my ability. But that being said, everybody, that was our last question there from chance don't miss tomorrow's stream gonna be an awesome one we will be back on thursday for our regularly scheduled office hours answering any and all questions so until then good luck get in on the Sabersim pro free trial check out the new features and come ready with uh good thought out questions for the team tomorrow i hope you can stump them <laughs> so till then see ya